Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Running Obstetrician Podcast. My name is Christopher Morosky, and I am the Running Obstetrician. In this episode, we will be going over an obstetrics topic. Obstetrics. In fact, we are about to embark on a series of topics related to obstetrical forceps. In this episode, we will provide a basic overview of the anatomy of forceps. We will then follow this up with a deeper dive into the individual components of the anatomy. Following this, we will then talk about um, individual forceps, where we're going to go over sort of a historical perspective on each forcep, talk about the different modifications made to the forceps, and sort of what specialty clinical uses uh, can be applied by the individual forceps. Finally, we will go over the application and use of obstetrical forceps in different uh, clinical scenarios. So for this episode, we're going to begin with a basic overview of the anatomy of forceps. I recommend that you dig out a pair of forceps from your labor and delivery unit, um, hold them in your hands uh, while we go over the basics of anatomy that's shared through most um, forceps that that you'll encounter nowadays. Um, Probably getting your hands on a pair of Elliott-type forceps or Simpson forceps will be easiest, um, as these are the most common types of forceps which will be found on your labor and delivery unit. So, if you unwrap your forceps and take them out, you'll find that there's sort of two halves to the forceps. Each half is called a branch, and the branches are named after the side of the maternal pelvis that they're placed into. Most modern forceps are crossed forceps, meaning that they're class 1 levers, and they come together and function similar to scissors or shears. Um, What this means is that the left branch, which goes into the left side of the maternal pelvis, is held in the the operator's left hand, and the right branch, which goes into the right side of the maternal pelvis, is held in the operator's right hand. For divergent or parallel forceps, um, which are less common and um, are uh, used for specific purposes, um, the opposite is true, meaning that the left branch is held in the operator's right hand and the right branch is held in the operator's left hand. Closing your forceps um, and holding them as one unit, you'll find that there are individual components to the forcep. The part of the forcep that is held in the operator's hand is called the handle. Built into the handle are various different kinds of finger guides, and this allows for grip and traction to be applied to the forcep. Uh, Moving up uh, the forcep, you'll run next into what's called the lock. Um, in a crossed forcep. Uh, Locks are named after uh, the countries where they were sort of created and are called English locks, German locks, and French locks. And we'll go into more detail on locks when we get to that episode. Um, The lock is usually found at the top of the handle and at the bottom of the segment of metal that's called the shank. Shanks vary in their length, um, they vary in their shape, but most importantly they vary in sort of their position for lack of a better word. Um, The shanks of an Elliott forcep are called overlapping shanks, um, and the shanks of a Simpson forcep are called uh, separated or parallel shanks. And these are sort of the two common types of shanks that are found on forceps. Finally, the forceps um, end in the blades, um, and the blades have uh, several important parts to them and several modifications, which really represent... um, a lot of the difference seen in the forceps. Um, Closing the forceps and holding them in the vertical plane 
looking at them straight on, you'll see that there is a circular curve to the forceps, and this is called a uh, cephalic curve, um, within the blades, that is. Um, and the reason it's called a cephalic curve is that this is the part of the forcep blade that goes around the baby's head. Um, turning the forceps to the horizontal and 90 degrees, you'll find that the base of the blade is a curvature, and this is called the pelvic curve. And this is named the pelvic curve, as this is the curvature that is placed along the maternal pelvis. The part of the blades that are closest to the shanks is called the heel, and the part of the blade that is furthest away uh, from the shanks, and, and really at the opposite end of the handle, is called the toe. Uh, depending on the pair of forceps you're holding, you may see that there is a hole in the blade, um, and that is called the fenestration. Um, in the traditional Simpson-type forceps, the fenestration is complete, and they are completely fenestrated. In the Lucart's forceps, this is, was modified to be more of an indentation, and this is a pseudo-fenestration. And in the traditional Elliott forceps, the blade is completely closed and is smooth. This is really uh, the basics of the anatomy of forceps. You'll find that they're shared through all the different types of forceps. And uh, here you have to have a good understanding so that we can move forward and talk about uh, the different forceps in the future. Um, so look for future episodes uh, coming up very soon on a deeper dive into the individual components of the anatomy of forceps. We'll talk about really their modifications, uh, where they came from, um, and sort of why they were created. So thanks for tuning in. If you're looking for more uh, podcasts, you can find them on our website, which is www.runningobstetrician.com. And obviously, you can find these podcasts on iTunes. So until next time, take care, take it easy, and keep on running. <music>